0: The Disrupt Education vlog can be found on YouTube. To hear it in podcast form, search Disrupt Education on any of the following podcast platforms. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Welcome to this episode of Disrupt Education. I have a very special guest today, Lauren Flowers. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us a little bit uh, about who you are.
1: Um, so I have lived in Oak park my whole life, lived in the same house my whole life. My dad is black, my mom's white, um, and I went to St. Charles School, which is a very small private school in the north side and that definitely still am kind of learning day by day how it impacted me <laughs> yeah. growing up but it definitely had an impact mm-hmm. um, being in such a small um, mostly white community mm-hmm. very Catholic but it was very interesting way to grow up and then after that I went to Oak Park or mm-hmm. Forest High School and I started getting really into activism there mm-hmm. and now I go to Tulane University yeah. and I study finance and political economy and so very involved in activism now more in the NGO side I do a lot of interning and then this summer I um, Went to black and Native American reservation and volunteered and I went to the London School of Economics and actually learned about the global politics of protests and change which mm-hmm. is a very interesting way to kind of Look down at myself in the past few years in a more academic light yeah. and I will be going back to Tulane for my sophomore year in
0: a Excellent. week Mm-hmm. So, what led you into activism because you've done so much and and if you want to share what mm-hmm. you've done she's done a lot mm-hmm. so um but you know what what kind of led you into that and and you know where do you see yourself going from here until whenever?
1: um so I started getting i w- I've been going to protests and such throughout high school, but my junior year of high school. One of um, a, a student at Oak Park or Forest was killed by gun violence mm-hmm. on the west side. And I was really disturbed by the way that administration just didn't really talk about it at all. Mm. So, me and a few other girls and Anthony Clark, a teacher there, mm-hmm. worked together to create an assembly. For um, Just gun violence and remembering him and educating the Oak Park community on gun violence because mm-hmm. a lot of people Even though we live right next to a pretty dangerous area of Chicago. They just don't know a lot about it. Mm-hmm. So I Did that and then afterwards um, There is an issue that it was like a whole ugh, it, It's still kind of hard to talk about because it and was so recent No, no, know. it's fine um, but there was a gang rape situation mm-hmm. at the high school and the, um, the administration, again, just mishandled that very poorly. Mm-hmm. And it, had, it reminded me of, an, of issues I had with the administration the year previous with my own sexual misconduct case. So mm-hmm. me and the girl and a few other girls, again, worked together to push the administration to um, pay attention to her case, mm-hmm. and in the process, we ended up actually rewriting the sexual misconduct mm-hmm. policy with them, which was very informative to me as to how um, social change happens, mm-hmm. like on the administrative level. Right. So I was like going, I was reaching out to newspapers and I was on TV. And I was reaching out to like the superintendent and working with a bunch of people in, in fields that I'd never Had any experience mm-hmm. with at all. So that really um, Taught me a lot about like is this something I want to do the rest yeah. of my life and the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. So then My senior year I was I led this school um, a big school walkout for gun violence and then I was a student leader of March for Our Lives, the mm-hmm. gun violence rally in Chicago, which I think is between like 100,000, 200,000 people ended up yeah. showing up to that. And then I went to Ghana after my senior year and I volunteered in a school and I ended up, because I felt like I didn't do a lot there, mm-hmm. which is common of volunteer programs, um, I wanted to at least do something. It, it wasn't a lot, but mm-hmm. ended up Uh, collecting like 700 pounds of school supplies and clothes and um, was able to send that over through raising money to the village that I was in and then my freshman year of college um, just a lot of interning for NGOs in New Mm -hmm. Orleans learning a lot about the education system down there because it's very I think this summer like it became a hundred percent charter schools I don't know mm-hmm. if there's a single public school wow. down there anymore mm. So I learned a lot about that and this summer I went and worked in a day camp on the native american reservation mm. like I said went to LSE and um, Was just in new york meeting people in finance to see if that's something i'm interested in right. as a vehicle of social change
0: A lot a lot of experience And there's mm-hmm. a drive behind you um, and getting out right so did you other than you know, maybe like seeing how you can change something You know in the educational system So you would it is is it fair mm-hmm. to say that you learn just a lot just hands-on with people mm-hmm. and, and Conversating and really, you know, uh, I feel like you're just a sponge like you, you understand mm-hmm. a lot and then you you act on it Which is amazing. Thank you. So with that being said like how, how do you think We could change education and all your experiences, Mm -hmm. you know anywhere from you know the Delta to London Mm -hmm. to Ghana to the Native Mm -hmm. American uh, Reservation what what kind of what kind of things do you see that we could and or should change in education?
1: Um, So I although I'm not planning on going to education when I volunteer it usually ends up that I'm working in education Mm -hmm. and um, that along with looking at the people I've worked with, with a lot of my activism endeavors, I've noticed that I'm one of the only people in the room that comes from a background like I do. Mm -hmm. So, I think that a lot of that comes from the fact that people who come from underprivileged backgrounds are often not empowered through education and so when that starts from a young age that affects just how you think of yourself and it mm-hmm. makes you less likely to be able to access these spaces partly because of self-confidence and partly because you're not going to schools where you're going to meet people involved mm-hmm. and stuff like that luckily OPRF for a public school like has great funding so mm-hmm. very lucky to be there but if I gone to a, most of the public schools in the city I wouldn't have had a chance and a lot of people don't have an equal right. chance at all so I think that That's a really big issue I've noticed in education, the right people, well, I don't want to say the right people, but not everyone is getting empowered, Mm -hmm. and the people who aren't getting empowered, I think, have the most ability to make great change because Mm. they actually understand the issues that we're fighting against, so that is... Huge that's something that has really bothered me throughout my work in activism kind mm. of seeing how privileged the table is That I'm sitting at even working on issues that are supposed to combat privilege. Right. Yeah, and then um, It's working on like the Native American reservation and in Ghana just seeing the lack of funding for education in areas that are, It Like I was in the middle of Montana like the nearest airport was two hours away. Wow. The nearest towns that weren't on the reservation were again hours away Mm. like you Do not have access to education that is not in your own town, especially when the internet is very slow, right? it's it's very difficult to Know that there's much else out there Mm -hmm. and get as much information as other people are getting outside of the reservation Same with in Ghana when you are in like a very rural village with like nowhere near as much funding as in the city or as in Western countries Mm -hmm. you can't get the same education I mean the same information you're not being empowered to the Mm -hmm. same level that other people are just because your teachers don't have the funding. Right. So that's a yeah, just empowering underprivileged communities. I think the mm-hmm. education system does not do that at all.
0: Do you feel in some of the fiscal efforts and the policies that you're working in that you're kind of looking at mm-hmm. right now, do you feel like if you went into finance that would be something that you would look at ways that you can level the playing field on a financial level? Oh yeah. You know,
1: yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's why I'm interested in yeah, that. yeah. I can
0: see that it's a cool mm-hmm. drive to have. Um, what's next for you?
1: Um, whatever is right for me, it's next mm-hmm. for me. I my plan is um, I don't know gonna graduate college, mm-hmm. maybe get a master's at LSE, maybe not LSE but I loved it so <laughs> maybe I will or go to law school, mm-hmm. um, maybe go to business school. Or Maybe not go to school at all. It really depends. I don't even know if I want to go in law or into Mm -hmm. business yet Mm -hmm. So um, just whichever way that I think I can make The most powerful change Mm -hmm. is the way that I'm gonna go
0: I'm gonna ask you a question that we didn't really prepare Mm -hmm. for but I just want to uh, Get get a get a good because I feel like you have a good answer for this What would you tell somebody who is a 16 year old like yourself in high school or anybody mm-hmm. like uh, who's a who's a 16 year old in high school. Mm-hmm. What kind of advice would you give them?
1: Um, talk to a lot of adults. That is how I got involved is as much as I've gotten involved in um, Talking to teachers that I think have the same interests as me. It's helped me make amazing connections and just reading um, just like reading the newspaper getting little news alerts on your phone I don't read the news all the time because I think it's unhealthy and I don't think I need to know that much (laughs) but just staying aware of what's going on around you I think um, is a very good way to feel like you have like some sort of power over your circumstances Mm -hmm. and it helps you especially if you're paying attention to local news it helps you kind of like Hear people's names and stuff like Mm -hmm. there are people I read about who I ended up meeting Mm -hmm. there are people whose Protests I went to who then I read about and then ended up meeting them and just kind of Like staying in touch with what's going on around me instead of being on social media all the time Which is Mm -hmm. definitely a huge issue. I had in high school Mm -hmm. was it ended up really helping me a lot in the
0: long run Yeah, very cool How can people help some of the entities or contact you? or mm-hmm. contact entities that you work with? What are what are places that people can help out and learn more about some of the things mm-hmm. that you're involved in or you, you yourself?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, you could add me on Facebook. My name is Lauren Flowers. There's a lot of Lauren Flowers in the United <laughs> States. So look up Lauren Flowers Art Park and okay. you'll find me. Um, and um, just like, I don't know, like I said, talking to a lot of adults. Like mm-hmm. if you see an NGO, like a local NGO you're really interested in, Reach out and contact that person. Ask if you can intern. Like nine out of 10 times, they will say yes. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of NGOs are seriously understaffed and need help. Mm -hmm. And even if you're not doing that much because you don't have a lot of experience, you're still gonna be helping and you're gonna be gaining experience that you could put on Mm -hmm. a resume. So when you reach out to the next person, Mm -hmm. there's gonna be more of a chance that they'll say yes to you working with them. Yeah, so that's a really just like call people don't be afraid to call people Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to reach out over and over and over Mm -hmm. again Like that's something that I think a lot of schools don't really teach you when it comes to networking A lot of the time. It's not gonna be the first time you reach out You're gonna have to keep trying but being persistent is a really good quality And if you don't feel right being persistent, then maybe what you're doing isn't exactly what you want Which is good to learn too. so
0: Fantastic advice. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. You're a true disruptor of education yeah. and in just making things better. And that's, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Great advice. Thank you also for sharing mm-hmm. that with these guys out there. Mm-hmm. Lauren Flowers, information will be below. Thank you all so much for listening and watching. We'll see you next time on Disrupt Education.